Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Oh, no, it's a blackout. <laughs> Sounds like we're still on the radio, at least. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Most of the time, sometimes, part of the time, SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. I know Choice 1 and Choice 3 are working because I can hear myself in my can. So, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you're having a great Valentine's Day. And uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on this Tuesday uh, February 14th. Time to get to today, as we always do. Going to talk some more Super Bowl. Uh, we'll see if Andrew has recovered from his uh, sadness after his Eagles loss. Uh, also, we got the Carol in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, a special early in the week, Tuesday edition of the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. She's got some reactions from all things Super Bowl, including the commercials, the halftime show, and uh, plenty of laughs. We're also going to go through... Some of the best of the best from over the weekend when it comes to the individual standouts at both the state wrestling meets, the all-class state wrestling tournament. How about this? On Saturday, more than 7,100 fans through the door at the Billings Metro. That's awesome. And uh, a whole bunch of great performances, both by individual wrestlers and teams. Plus, we have uh, a couple state championships to acknowledge in the world of swimming as well. So we got... Uh, Most of the winter sports championships already wrapped up, and uh, we're about to be into the postseason for high school hoops as well. We had some challenge games last night. Class C about into the district tournaments. We had a couple play-in games last night, and uh, so we'll have some of the best of the best from around the world of high school hoops as well. We got our Treasure State Stars highlighting the individual performances. We got a Bitterroot breakdown highlighting some of the best wrestlers from the Bitterroot. Carol, the chicken does no sports, and we'll continue our quest to finish my 100 Greatest Sports Heroes book. Uh, copyright 1954, some of the best of the best for the first half of the 20th century. Uh, we'll do that about 5.30. That is your show outlook. It's presented by Britt Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. Want to stream the show? 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. Either one of those will work. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Regis Bears RV phone line. You can call or text 888-1029. Remember that number because we got free tag in the area for you. Valentine's Day style tag. Tag was... Uh, Good enough to sponsor our single and fabulous giveaway over on Jack FM. And every Tuesday, we give you the chance to win $25 gift cards to Taglieri, uh, one of the best delis you're going to find in the state of Montana. That's coming up here about 40 minutes, so stay tuned for that. 888-1029. Call or text uh, anytime throughout this show. I I heard an interesting statistic today. Hey, we're back on TV. Hi, everybody. Um, Heard an interesting stat today. Andy Reid became the 14th coach, head coach, in Super Bowl history to have won multiple Super Bowls. That was actually more than I thought. But he's certainly into uh, sort of rare air, and if he gets a third one, though, 
he's vaulted into the rarest of air. There's now 10 men that have won two Super Bowls. Vince Lombardi of the Green Bay Packers, Don Shula of the Miami Dolphins, Tom Landry of the Dallas Cowboys, George Seifert of the San Francisco 49ers, Bill Parcells of the New York Giants, Tom Flores of the uh, Los Angeles, Oakland, one of the two, both, uh, maybe both Raiders, certainly the Raiders, either or, Jimmy Johnson of the Cowboys, Mike Shanahan of the Denver Broncos, Tom Coughlin of the New York Giants, and now Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. Only four coaches, though, have ever won more than two Super Bowls. Joe Gibbs of the former Washington Redskins, now the Washington Commanders, has won three. Bill Walsh of the uh, San Francisco 49ers has won three. Chuck Knoll of the Steel Curtain, the Pittsburgh Steelers of the 1970s, won four. And Bill Belichick, the all-time leader in Super Bowl rings among head coaches with six. So... Andy Reid certainly into an elite group, but one more Super Bowl, and he could move up into rarefied air. He could be one of the top five uh, Super Bowl ring holders among head coaches in NFL history. So perhaps, uh, I don't want to say motivation, because, I mean, it's not as if Andy Reid is unmotivated. Andy Reid's been a head NFL coach for decades and, and one of the best coaches. I mean, I think you could probably say pretty confidently that he is in the top three coaches of the 21st century in the NFL. I think probably he moves ahead of Tom Coughlin alone into second uh, behind Bill Belichick, probably uh, just in terms of accomplishment and prestige. I think the fact that he's been pretty consistent too. I mean, you talk about in his 24 total seasons as the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs been to the conference championship round Nine times, so nine out of 24, I mean, that's like about one-third uh, of the time. So um, pretty pretty uh, consistent, and now he's got uh, a couple rings to go along with it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what what's next for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but I wanted to get Andrew's perspective on this because uh, our guy, even though he's from D.C., big-time Eagles fan, he was trying to be Mr. Nonchalant all week last week. And then uh, when the final, uh, I guess in the last minute, when the final flag was thrown and then the final field goal went through and then it was very clear Philadelphia was going to lose, Andrew disappeared from the Super Bowl party. So (laughs) we we didn't make him talk about it yesterday. I gave him a day of grief. How are we feeling today, my man? Are are you over the heartbreaking loss? Yeah, yeah, Coulter. I had to go stand outside for a couple (laughs) minutes at the end there as, as soon as that flag got thrown and that call came in. Uh, I, I had to go remove myself for a couple minutes, but it, it was easy to get over. Uh, for one thing, we were in great company around around totally. family and friends, and uh, you know, Brooks Brooks's kid there, Ellis, was there in his Patrick Mahomes MVP T-shirt, and it's just <laughs> like coming up and saying "good game," and it's like impossible to say "mad," right? Like, <laughs> like what a kid. Um, so it was. It wasn't that hard to get over. It was a great game for one. It was it's it's a horrific way to lose it, Coulter. It's a really uh not even heartbreaking, but just sort of like numbing way to lose sure. the game on the call to not even have a chance uh for Jalen Hurts to to get the ball back and drive down the field and tie it or win it. Um so that really hurt. But again, I mean, you know, James Bradbury says it himself. He he holds Juju Smith Schuster on the on the last play there, and it's just like Man, wish it hadn't happened that way, but it but it did, and you're over it. The one thing that, um, and we talk a lot about the Chiefs here, the one thing that I think still kind of stings is this loss, I think, really threatens to obscure and um, make less relevant and make less remembered what was really one of the the one of the best seasons, I think, that any team's had in a long time. This Eagles team could have right. been... Um, they're one of the most dominant teams I think we've seen in the last decade. They're right. one, of the, one of the most talented teams we've seen in the last decade. And I just don't know how many historical achievements are going to be left 10 years from now to remember this team. This team was one of the greatest viewing experiences, one of the, the better uh, teams to follow of my lifetime, certainly. Um, and you just look at it, Coulter, just little accidents of history, right? They lose the Super Bowl, of course. It's hard to be remembered for that. 
but no individual awards for this team. Nick Sirianni didn't get coach of the year. No MVP for Jalen Hurts. No MVP for Jalen Hurts. The defense, as we've talked about, was all depth. No DPOI. Right. Uh, so you don't get that note in the record books. And, and they finished with, I think, uh, you know, if Jalen Hurts hadn't been hurt at the end of the year, this is a team that could have put up 15, 16 wins and, right. and gotten remembered for that. And Jalen Hurts got got injured at the end of the year and they sat him. So you finish with, I think, what, 14 wins in the regular season? And it's just... Uh, it's tough watching watching that and thinking that this team might be consigned to the dustbin of history or passed over and forgotten as the years go by. That is such an interesting analysis too, right? Because so often we don't we know Tom Brady won 7 Super Bowls. We know he won 6 in New England. We only really remember the Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost in New England, but that's ironic because usually we don't remember the Super Bowl loser Unless it was one of the Goliaths that lost, or in the unless Super it was a, a really painful one, right? Like sure. you remember the Super Bowl that the Seahawks lost, uh, totally for for the Marshawn Lynch goal or the, line. One, the, the 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 Super Bowl that the Falcons lost because they blew a twenty eight to three lead or whatever. And maybe this one will be the same way because of that flag on the last play that that yeah, maybe that ended the game. But I'm I'm not sure. Well, see, that's what the, I think is being missed here too. Is that everybody's talking about second ring for Mahomes, second ring for Mahomes and Andy Reid together. I think that it should have more pop to it even, though, because the Eagles were the favorites and because they were so good. Like, this this should be even an elevated feather in the cap for Mahomes because make no mistake, the Chiefs were good. The Chiefs got really, really, I'm not going to say lucky because it was skill in terms of who they drafted, but all the guys that the Chiefs drafted, when they unloaded Tyree Kill for a bunch of draft picks and then hit on all those draft picks. But this team was not supposed to win the Super Bowl. In, except for because they, they were in the mix always because of one guy. And that's, that's the defining story here. But I think it is sort of maybe the undertold part of the story that the Eagles were a really good team. Right. And, you know, uh, the, the Chiefs, of course, not to take anything away from that incredible second-half comeback. I mean, I think probably one of the finest halves of football that I've seen called and executed by an offense, right? But, man, they were so close to losing touch in that game. Not only did they have the great second half, the Chiefs got both of the big plays. They got the big play on defense with the fumble recovery in the first half, and they got the big play on special teams with the punt return. I mean, those are those are things that very easily could have gone the other way, right? Here's a trivia question for you. Since the Philadelphia 76ers won the NBA Finals in 1983... Philadelphia's pro sports teams have played for the championship 19 times. 19 times total over the last 40 years. How many have they won? Uh, at, at least one. one the the Phillies one, have won as well. The Phillies won in 2008, the World Series, and then the Eagles won Is that the only two? five years ago. Two. Yeah. Two out of 40, but 19 chances at it. That's pretty, that's pretty good. It's also easy to forget. This is the second heartbreaker in like six months for Philadelphia people because the Phillies lost the World Series too. People forget that part too. Yeah, I'm gonna make a, a, a nerdy soccer point about this. Philadelphia Union lost the MLS Cup final in a brutal extra time game as well. In between, I think those two losses. So uh, this is not where we're gonna argue about whether soccer is a major sport. But if you define totally. it that way, three major uh, championship losses in the last five months or whatever. I also think Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I think that the other thing that maybe uh, is optimism for you to not be downtrodden and sad about this is that the Eagles are a very well-run organization with very uh, good ownership. They've already won a Super Bowl, bottomed out, and then gotten back to the Super Bowl. So what's the window for this exact team with this exact group of talent? I'm not sure you got veteran leaders like Travis or like Jason Kelsey excuse me, and Fletcher Cox that are getting long in the tooth. But you have a 24-year-old quarterback who just took the league by storm. Regardless, sometimes when your team loses in the – like, I've been a Minnesota Vikings fan my whole life. They've never even played in the Super Bowl. Like, when they lost in the NFC Championship game in 1998 when I was 12 years old – and I just knew, even as a 12-year-old, I knew that you're never going to have a better team than that. It's so disappointing because you're like, well, this is the one chance you had in a generation, right? Like, the Chargers have been to the Super Bowl one time ever. Like, you get there and you get stomped. That's really depressing. Whereas, you know, the Eagles have been to the Super Bowl multiple times. 
and they're just a well-run organization. So that's my question for you, though. What do you think is the future of this team? Because they sort of have this two-sided roster. They added all these veteran free agent guys. They have some of their stalwart veteran guys that have been a part of the organization for a while, like Kelsey and Cox and Brandon Graham. But then they also have this young core led by Jalen Hurts, highlighted by Devontae Smith and, and A.J. Brown. Where are we at with this? where the Eagles go next? Well, I think what helps is that the path forward is so well-defined now. You don't have the question over whether Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy that, that they came into the year with, honestly. You know that Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. You know you're going to have to sign him to a big-money extension. And you know that you know the challenges going forward now are to build a roster and to keep the level of talent around Jalen Hurts now that he is taking up such a huge portion of the cap. It's going to be difficult, but you know exactly what you have to do, and I think that helps the front office and the coaching staff a little bit, but it's 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 one of the hardest pivots in sports, Coulter. I mean, they came into this season as a team that was up and coming, that had all the uh, the expectations in front of them, um, that but that still had plenty of flexibility, and now you're locked in. You're a team that has to make moves on the roster to contend, not just uh, to get better, to improve the roster. Every move you make has to be with the goal of contending, of getting back to the Super Bowl. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. We'll come back to the Super Bowl. We'll keep talking about the Super Bowl for a couple more days here uh, on is now. But it's time now for a Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. We are now about a month away from the deadline for Farmer State Bank and their awesome scholarship program. They're going to give 10 $10,000 scholarships to be awarded to high school seniors from the Bitterroot Valley, Missoula, Kalispell, and Helena. The preference of the scholarships is for students with a 2.5 to 3.5 GPA and a family income below $95,000 a year. Farmer State Bank scholarship funds may be applied towards attendance at accredited colleges, universities, or vocational technical schools. Act now, though. The deadline for you or your senior is March 15th. For details, visit FarmersEbank.com slash scholarship. The all-class wrestling meet, once again, a wildly successful event with all sorts of unbelievable attendance. More than 7,000 fans descended upon the Billings Metra on Saturday. If you look at the pictures, uh, it's just awesome. And they got to see a whole bunch of drama. They got to see a whole bunch of great performances. So here are some of the best of the best from this last weekend in the Magic City. One of the hallowed groups uh, in the world of wrestling is the the four-time champions group. And we added two uh, this last year in terms of Montana four-time champions. Avery Allen of Bozeman, he earned a pin in the uh, first period of the 145-pound final to win his fourth straight state championship. And then Tegan Vasquez of Kalispell Glacier, he also earned a first-period pin to earn uh, his fourth championship. He won this year at 132 pounds. None of those get, neither of those guys won the same weight class all four years. Uh, Allen did win the same weight class twice in his four years, uh, but Vasquez with four different weight classes. That generally seems to be the way that these four-timers go. It's very rare that you get somebody that's like 160 to 170 or to 180 pounds that just kind of sits there. A lot of times it's guys that break in and they can wrestle in those lower weight classes and win it when they're freshmen and sophomores, and then they start working up a little bit to get more towards the middle weights, and uh, then they win their their third and fourth a little bit higher of a weight class. But either way, congratulations to those two guys, now 39 Montanans ever, dating back to 1963, that have won four straight individual state titles. Avery Allen of Bozeman, Tegan Vasquez of Kalispell Glacier, the latest additions to the four-timers club. At the Class AA uh, tournament, Kalispell Flathead came in as the two-time defending champs, and they looked like the absolute overwhelming favorites. Instead, Billings West goes out and steals it, and what a story it is. First AA state title since 1994 for Billings West. That's 29 years for those doing the math. Their head coach, Jeremy Hernandez, who's been the head coach there for, I think, 16 years, he was a senior at Billings West High School back in 1994, the last time West won the AA state title. 
the Bears and two-time defending state champion Flathead entered the championship round tied in points, and then the Bears went out and took it. They got championship match victories from freshman Mikhail Aguayo at 103 pounds, sophomore Zach Morse at 113 pounds, and junior Keon Hernandez at 120 pounds. Keon is Jeremy's son, the head coach's son. Uh, so pretty cool, pretty good effort by them. Uh, they got those three championships in the lower weight class, in the in the smaller weight classes, and then they sort of needed to um, needed a couple other things to follow their way because Flathead also had three or four wrestlers in the championship round, and the scene played out where the Billings West team was actually having to root on one of their inner city rivals. They needed the wrestler from Skyview in the 170-pound division to beat the kid from Flathead, and that happened, which then was the key to help the separation as Billings West wins their first AA uh, state championship in uh, 29 years. The other match I had my eye on, uh, just because I thought that there was uh, sort of a uniqueness to the story, was the heavyweight championship at AA. Talon Marsh, the Montana Gatorade Football Player of the Year out of Helena Capital, one of the best pass rushers the state has seen in quite some time, and a young man that's headed to Montana State to play football. He was the dominant heavyweight wrestler in AA for the last couple years. He won the championship last year, and then it got derailed because Mason Christian just decided to move up a division and just wreck another division. Christian was the the state champion at 182 pounds a couple years ago, 205 pounds last year. He, uh, in in terms of team scoring, Butte High School needed him to wrestle heavyweight at divisionals. And he just goes messes around and goes out and just wins it. (laughs) Wrestling in the 285-pound division as a 205-pound guy. And uh, then he he, uh, one-upped himself by wrestling his way all the way to the heavyweight state championship. So uh, no shame for Talon Marsh. Still an outstanding career that included multiple championships at the heavyweight division. Uh, But he sort of ran into a buzzsaw because Christian was not necessarily even considered a contender in the division because he wasn't even in the division until about a month ago. And uh, then he gets into the division and just runs all the way to the title. So uh, that was sort of a cool story to follow. But uh, that was a a match to behold between – uh, two very, very tough and scary individuals <laughs> in the heavyweight division there. Uh, any guy from Butte America that's wrestling above his weight class at the at the heaviest weight class, I, you don't want to you want to be friends with that guy. Let's just say that. That's a guy you want on your side uh, all the time. Uh is now ESPN Radio. It's our prep extra presented by Farmers State Bank. On the double uh, A, I guess uh, in girls wrestling, excuse me, there isn't a double A division. There's just girls wrestling. So every high school that offers it, they were competing in an all-class uh, meet. And Billings Senior is the Montana girls wrestling team champions. An impressive team effort because Billings Senior actually did not have a single individual champion. So they did this just by putting a bunch of girls on the podium. Uh, but just the third year that the Montana High School Association has offered girls wrestling and Billings Senior takes home the title. At the Class A meet, Columbia Falls made some waves and put a stop to what has been Utter domination by the eastern side of the state. Over the last 20 years, only Corvallis in 2012 had been a Class A state champion from the western part of the state. The last 10 years, the championships have belonged exclusively to two schools. Haver won five in a row. Then Sydney won five in a row. Sydney's won a million state championships. Like the Sydney's wrestling dynasty is one of the great dynasties in all of high school sports in the state of Montana, but they had their five-peat snapped this year as Columbia Falls rises up and wins the Class A title. So uh, pretty cool and uh, nice to see uh, some some action for the, the West at the Class A level. And then uh, in Class B-C, Holly Project takes home the team title. The Red Devils had 10 state placers. Baylor Burton was a state champion at 103 pounds. Wiley Lindine was a state champion at 160 pounds. Gavin Needens was a runner-up at 120, and Cooper Lane a runner-up at 132. So 10 total placers for the uh, Huntley Project Red Devils. Prep Extra transitioning into a bitterroot breakdown presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, 10 $10,000 scholarships that will be awarded 
uh, all over the state of Montana, specifically in western Montana. If you or your aspiring uh, high school senior wants to apply for one of these great scholarships, you can visit FarmersEbank.com slash scholarship. Farmers State Bank, the presenting sponsor of both the Prep Extra and the Bitterroot Breakdown. Here's a look at some of the wrestlers from down in the Bitterroot Valley from this last weekend. Uh, from Hamilton, the highest placer, Jesse Anson. He took second at 132 pounds, lost to Reese Graves of Sydney in the 132-pound uh, championship match. Andrew Frederick of Hamilton got fifth place at 170 pounds. And uh, Derek Saltzman of Hamilton got third place at 205 pounds. He pinned Jaden Gibson of Miles City a little less than three minutes into the first round. The uh, lone state placer for Corvallis, Bryce Wido. He placed fifth. He beat Kai Nash of Whitefish in, in, on a pin in two minutes and 25 seconds in the 205-pound fifth-place match. And... Uh, then in BC, you had a couple of placers from Florence. Aiden Meinzen placed fourth. He was pinned in the third place match, uh, but he places fourth for the Falcons. And then Ari McLaughlin of Florence, he places fifth for the Falcons uh, in the heavyweight division. So there's some of your top performances uh, from around the Bitterroot Valley as part of our Bitterroot Breakdown. More on the high school world of sports, including some of the uh, individual performances that really stood out. Not only wrestling, but swimming and on the hardwood as well. That's next. Our Treasure State Stars coming at you. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Radio. Sorry for the melancholy song. They were just playing it over there on the trail, and I got it stuck in my head. A little Allison Krauss, I don't know if you heard, but she is coming to Missoula with Robert Plant. So that should be fun. Uh, looking forward to a great summer yet again of music here in western Montana, here in and around uh, the Garden City. Welcome back to Nuanas Now. This is ESPN Radio coming to you from the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and very much uh, proud and happy to say so. Thanks for watching. If you're watching on TV or for streaming, if you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Speaking of the ESPN MT app, congratulations to uh, the Grizz hockey team for a good uh, for a good season, uh, a second year uh, that was uh, filled with intrigue. I, I was just. Uh, you know, just in my analytical, objective mind, I always am thinking, you know, how are things going to go? And things are going really well. How do you sustain them? Because that's, I think, one thing that sports teaches you is you're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is no such thing as just sustaining. you got to either be building, and if you're not, chances are uh, apathy, complacency, or mediocrity are creeping in. But this year, for the Grizz hockey team, certainly a building year. They, they were... Uh, sort of fresh and new on the scene last year. And this year, uh, come out and replicated their great exposure and great popularity. Uh, it was a madhouse down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. Pretty much every time they were down there playing, they got almost 30 games in, ended up winning 20 games this year, 20-9, and nine, their uh, their final uh, record. I guess 20-10 and 10 following their 3-2 to two loss to Utah State in the conference tournament this last weekend. But either way, 20 wins, 
uh, nothing to sneeze at, very uh, successful. And uh, they also just carried the momentum of the popularity and exposure that they garnered in year one, and that was something to see as well. So no more hockey on the ESPN MT app until September. Uh, but congratulations to Jeff and Tommy and Steve and Andrew and everybody that helped get that up and running and on the radio waves and on the ESPN MT app. But I have no fear. We'll always have this show on the ESPN MT app uh, each and every weekday, live and archived. Or uh, we will have the return of Grizz ha- excuse me, Grizz Lacrosse this uh, upcoming weekend. Uh, probably going to be a little nippy out there in the Pacific Northwest. But uh, these guys have been practicing outside for a couple weeks. So uh, they are hardened and ready to roll. So we'll uh, we'll keep you apprised of what's going down in the Grizz Lacrosse world uh, as well. And uh, you can always follow along to Grizzly Cross. All the games streamed live and archived on the ESPN MT app. Time now for our Treasure State Stars. Presented by Parkside Credit Union. Some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. We have several state champions to highlight. Treasure State Star number one. We already mentioned these guys, but worth noting again. Avery Allen of Bozeman, Tegan Vasquez of Glacier. They each won their fourth individual state championship in the uh, world of wrestling. And they joined Elite Company, now just 39 wrestlers over the last 60-plus years that have earned four-time championships. If you want to see a quintessential photo of a wrestler, go check out the, uh, the photo of Avery Allen getting his arm raised as he uh, has just won his state championship match. Underneath his eye is sliced open. He's got blood running down his face, and he's got a million-dollar smile. He, he's not feeling the pain whatsoever. It, it's an awesome photo, and uh, it just, I think it just sums up the grit and heart uh, that these wrestlers have. But congratulations to Avery Allen of Bozeman, Tegan Vasquez of Glacier. Uh, we're efforting Avery Allen uh, to come on the show, and if I, could tra- uh, if I could track down Tegan Vasquez, that'd be great as well. But I have... Uh, Send a request to Avery Allen, so we'll see if we can, we can round him up before the uh, the week is over. Trevor State star number two, Owen Lonsky. He was the third young man that was in the mix for a fourth straight state title. Unbeknownst to us when we were hyping that up, uh, he's been sick all, all season. I guess he's been battling uh, some mononucleosis, which is uh, never fun. Certainly something that zaps your energy and uh, and your endurance. And so Owen Lonsky got bounced in the semifinals of the Class A tournament, but then he wrestled his way back and got third. So nothing to be ashamed of. Uh, a three-time state champion who then got a third place uh, in his senior year. Bummer that he was uh, sick, but still cool for him to have four podium placings. And uh, as always, Sydney one of the best in the uh, one of the best in the state uh, at the Class A level. So even though Owen Lonsky did not get into that four-time club. Uh, still showed a lot of pride. Russell was way back to third place uh, for Sydney. Treasure State star number three, Leo Westenfelder. He is a standout swimmer at Missoula Hellgate. He took first place in the 200-yard freestyle and got second place in the 500-yard freestyle. He and Sean Murphy, who took first in the 100-yard breaststroke, and also uh, each of those guys were on a couple of the gold medal winning relay teams from Missoula Hellgate. They were two of the catalysts as Hellgate won the boys' Class AA uh, state championship in swimming. So we are also efforting some Hellgate swimmers to to make the rounds and come here on the show. Uh, But Treasure State star number three, Leo Westenfelder, and Treasure State star number four, Sean McMurphy uh, of Missoula Hellgate. Also, congratulations to the Great Falls High girls. They won their second straight Class AA state championship. And also congratulations to the Billings Central swim team, they swept the A-B state uh, swim meet in both boys and girls for the third year in a row. And for the girls, it was their fourth A-B championship in girls swimming. So building Central, uh, a bona fide dynasty uh, in the world of high school swimming. Thursday start number five. How about the Frenchtown girls basketball team? Dylan had been straight rolling. They were 17-0. They were 11-0 in, uh, in Southwestern A play. But Frenchtown... Led by Sadie Smith, 17 points, Madison Kaufman, 16 points, and eight more points from Mason Quinn. They knocked off Dylan 49 to 40 over the weekend. So the Brocks moved to 13 and 4 overall, 10 and 2 in Southwestern A play, and they handled uh, they handed the top ranked Beavers 
their first loss of the season. So very good effort from the Frenchtown girls to knock off the uh, previous top-ranked and previously undefeated uh, Dylan Beavers. Who's going to be the next, the new number one? Hard to say because Browning was the only other undefeated team in high school girls uh, Class A, and they lost in overtime to Haver, 60-57. to So the Blue Ponies, they stayed undefeated in Northwestern A play and moved to 14-4 overall uh, by outlasting Browning in overtime. Amaya Jarvis scored 18 points. Avery Carlson scored 14 points for Haver as they knocked off Browning. Browning also, like Dylan, had had 17 straight victories. Uh, Lish Spoonhunter scored 14 points for the Indians in their first loss of the year. So uh, I think we're down to seven total undefeated teams in high school basketball. None in double-A on either side, boys or girls. The Lewistown boys remain undefeated in Class A boys, and I don't think there's any other Class A girls teams that are undefeated. Big Forks girls remain undefeated uh, in Class B, and then you have a smattering of undefeated teams uh, in the Class C rank. So we'll highlight those uh, a little later on in the week. But uh, just shows you how competitive it is. Congratulations to Haver and Frenchtown, their girls' basketball teams, knocking off the last two undefeateds uh, in Class A. That's our Treasure State Stars. Presented by Parkside Credit Union, Parkside Credit Union, a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Speaking of high school hoops, we have a fun new award coming up. Actually, we have four awards doing AA and A Players of the Year in boys and girls basketball. We'll hand out those awards uh, after the season is complete, after the state championships are complete. And I'll be doing some uh, sort of unofficial but certainly serious, pollings of people from around the state of Montana, specifically media members and coaches, uh, to compile who we think are the most deserving candidates. But super excited to hand out some trophies and super excited about our partnership with our get, with our uh, buddies over at Vertical Rays. Vertical Rays is an awesome fundraising platform. Basically what they do is they... A conglomerate and gather information, specifically contact information, from people throughout an organization. Then they put together a campaign for you where you're sending out uh, well-curated texts and emails to a variety of people from your networks. And it, it helps you reach out across state borders, even across international borders. Maybe you've got an aunt that lives across the country, but she just loves supporting you in high school soccer or whatever it might be. And this is a way for people to give financially to your cause, specifically sports teams, but they can also help you out with other fundraising efforts as well. But it's a a great platform to raise money specifically for high school sports. And I think it really helps it in rural places like Montana because, you know, how many times can you sell your neighbors candy bars and popcorn? I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. It's cool, whatever. And we love the communal feel, the neighborhood feel, but this is a way to engage with people across your network, even if they're not just living right down the street from you. So uh, visit verticalraise.com to see how these guys can help you with your high school fundraising events. But I appreciate them for being on board for our Vertical Raise and ESPN Montana Class AA and Class A Boys and Girls Basketball Players of the Year. Speaking of awards, how about a great award in the form of some sandwiches? We got free Tagliari Deli, and we got some initial thoughts about the rivalry games between Montana and Montana State. Coming up next, Tag Tuesday plus Cat Grizz thoughts. You want us now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Any big Valentine's Day plans out there? It's funny. I, uh, I'm excited for mine. Going up Evero Hill. Go check out the Buck Snort. Haven't been there in a little while. Should be fun. 
that should be an adventure, and uh, that's what we're here for. Uh, hopefully, uh, you got something fun planned, or maybe you're not into it. And if you're not, that's fine, too. Might I suggest reading a book? <laughs> I got some good ones going right now. Uh, my goal of only reading one book at a time in 2023, failing. But my goal of finishing books that I'd already started, thriving. I uh, I already got seven books down here in 2023. So well on my way to my goal of uh, 25 books uh, here in the year of 2023. Maybe we should have like a... Uh, uh, Nuana is now reading contest. That'd be fun. I must say, though, I'm a little stingy about it. I uh, I might want to have a conversation with you about it or uh, see your book report. We're here for not only reading, but reading comprehension. I digress. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, but some hoops games in Bozeman on Saturday. We'll be in Bozeman Friday doing our show live from the Universal Athletic Service headquarters there in Bozeman. It's right there on 7th Avenue. And uh, we'll be coming to you in part uh, from Universal Athletic and in part from the Montana Football Hall of Fame. If you've never been to the UAS in Bozeman, that's where the Montana Football Hall of Fame is is uh, housed, so to speak. We have our jerseys and our helmets up adorning uh, the display room there. There's a, a fun kiosk you can go check out, and it has all of the uh, the bios. I've written uh, a lot of the bios for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. That's sort of my, my primary role there. So if you're going to Bozeman, you're in and around and about town on Friday between 4 and 6, swing on over. Great place to get geared up uh, for the rivalry game, and you can also check out the display at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Uh, very much looking forward to being one of our favorite spots to broadcast from. They are always gracious there at Universal Athletic for letting us uh, come and do the show from right there live on the floor. And uh, it's always fun when any and all of you swing by uh, to hang out with us as well. In terms of the games, this is actually uh, some interesting scenarios. So on the women's side, Montana State, uh, after sweeping the weekend, they're sitting there at 11 and three in Big Sky Conference play, and they're a full uh, two and a half games ahead of everybody else in the league. Montana and Northern Arizona are tied for second at eight and five in conference play. So the Cats have a, an extra game under their belts than uh, do NAU or, or Montana. Also, though, the Lady Grizz could have been on a six-game winning streak if not for their 55-54 loss to Idaho State on Thursday. That loss was not without controversy. The game ended as Idaho State, one of their players, basically plowed into Sammy Fatkin, and she was called for, Fatkin was called for a defensive foul. Idaho State goes to the free throw line, hits two free throws, and uh, wins in stunning fashion. I, I got sources that confirm that the head of officiating for the NCAA actually reviewed this play, called Montana, and told Montana that the that the call was incorrect. Now I don't really know what that does. I mean, an, an, an admission, an admission of uh, of an incorrect call doesn't change the fact that the call was made and the game was over. So I don't know if it's any sort of consolation because, you know, unless they reverse the result of the game, then I, I don't know. I, I guess there's no real consolation in knowing that, that you were on the wrong side of a bad call. But I guess for any Lady Grizz fans out there, uh, it was acknowledged by the powers that be that it was the incorrect call. So um, I don't know. I, I think that, it's funny because there's been this talking point around the Montana schools for so long. What is their future in the Big Sky Conference? Could they ever move up? So much of the conversation centers upon football and potentially joining a, a league like the Mountain West. But to me, one of the biggest benefits for not being in the Big Sky anymore, let, let's say theoretically Montana Montana State joined the Mountain West. I think you benefit way more in basketball than you do in football. Football, you're just joining a mid-major 
uh, group of five league and you're playing to, you know, compete in the Las Vegas Bowl and the famous Idaho Potato Bowl and, you know, whatever. Maybe you have a great year and you, you make it to the Holiday Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl or something. But you're, you're almost certainly not competing for an actual national championship. In hoops, though, now all of a sudden you're in a multiple bid league. You could actually get a, a seed in which you could maybe win a game in the NCAA tournament. And your opponents during conference play are much better. I mean, this game in Bozeman on Saturday is going to be sold out, both both sides. Well, maybe not the women's game, but there's going to be great crowds is what I'm saying. But, I mean, how many of you out there are really excited to go see Northern Colorado, Sacramento State? You're just not. Not nearly as much as if it was Wyoming or San Diego State or Air Force, Utah State. You know, insert name here. The other thing, though, the reason I'm going down this road is I think that you would also see such a huge increase in the quality of officiating, particularly on the women's side. But I digress. That's I mean, I, I think that both schools, regardless of I think that it would be, um, I think there's going to be a necessity where you have to make a move soon. I, I think that you have to, now that we've defined college sports as a business, you have to pursue new revenue streams in business. I don't know how you acquire new revenue streams in the business of small school athletics in a conference like the Big Sky Conference, especially when you're in a league with members like Sac State and Northern Arizona that fund their athletic departments via student athletic fees. They don't have to fundraise all this crazy amount of money like the Montana schools do. They don't have to sell out 20,000-seat stadiums during football season to fund everything. They're funding it through their gigantic student bodies. It's a totally different business model. So if it is a business and you have two different business models and one is a lot less strenuous, to have the one that's more strenuous is a disadvantage for you as an institution, even if you have more prestige, more visibility, a better brand. Therefore, then you've got to use that brand and make new revenue streams, and that is going to take leaving everybody behind. I, I don't want to talk about this too much longer because I actually want to talk about these games for a minute, but I do think that would be an advantage is, is um, better officiating uh, if you're at a quote-unquote higher league. The girls' games, though, the, the, the Montana at Montana State game, uh, the Lady Grizz haven't won in Bozeman since 2014. That seems like a time warp. Uh, that that's been nine years, but it has. Montana State has thoroughly dominated this rivalry since they sort of turned the the tables. Montana won 78 out of 88 matchups between Montana and Montana State when Robin Selvig was the head coach. Since then, it's been all Montana State. They have dominated this rivalry. They've won 11 out of the last 13 and 7 out of the last 8. So um, certainly a challenge for the Lady Grizz. And uh, that it, it would be it would be for four first place in the conference if not for the bad call at Idaho State, but that's here nor there. That's no no crying over spilled milk. Regardless, if the Lady Grizz want to be a true contender in this conference, they got to at least be competitive in Bozeman because it's going to be a tournament style atmosphere. And if the Bobcats want to be the regular season champions, this could be a game that could go a long way toward that. On the men's side of things, I think there's enormous pressure on the Cats because the Cats had been on the wrong side of this rivalry for a decade. Other than Tyler Hall's virtuoso performance when he made 11 three-pointers and and scored 37 points to lift Montana State to a win uh, over Montana in Bozeman, I think that's circa like 2016. Other than that, the Grizz won all the matchups over the, the, the course of the 2010s. Well, then last year in uh, the game in Bozeman, it was a weird game because they moved it because of both TV and because MSU had just finished playing in the FCS National Championship game in football. So there was a, not necessarily the fervor in terms of the media hyping it up, and there wasn't nearly the attendance as you'd normally see because it was like a Sunday afternoon matinee rather than a Saturday night primetime, you know, uh, brightest spotlight you can get in the big sky. But then the Cats affirm that it wasn't just a flash in the pan last year in Bozeman by coming to Missoula this year and winning. Well, now, so what has Danny Sprinkle done at Montana State? Well, he's done everything that I thought couldn't be done at Montana State. I thought Montana State men's hoops was stuck. I thought they were stuck in fourth place for all of eternity. Sprinkle comes in, 
He's got a multiple 21 seasons. They've played for the Big Sky title twice at the Big Sky tournament. They won the Big Sky tournament last year after winning the Big Sky regular season title. That was their first regular season title in 20 years. Their first tournament title in 26 years. He beat the Grizz in Bozeman. He beat the Grizz in Missoula. What's the last feather in Danny Sprinkle's cap? Sweeping the Grizz. That is what's on the line Saturday in Bozeman. On the other side of the coin, though, for the Grizzlies, since they lost in heartbreaking fashion to Montana State, they've completely turned a corner. They lost heartbreakers to the Cats, to Weber State, to NAU. They let it slip away against Eastern Washington. Those four losses were huge contributors to the Grizz sitting at 3-6 and six in Big Sky play as everybody made the turn. You're sitting there thinking, what the heck's going on? This is the worst start for the Grizz since they were playing at Sentinel Gym in 1999. They haven't been 3-6 at the turn in the 21st century. And now, here they are. They've won five in a row. They got blown out at Sac State. They had a what my dad would call a come-to-Jesus meeting afterwards, and uh, they've really come together. And uh, they made some tweaks offensively. But all, more than anything, it's the mental resolve to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times. And then not let that crater you win in uh, heart racing fashion multiple times. And now all of a sudden, here you are. And you won it. We were staying for the first time in four years, and you got some momentum going the rivalry game. So there's a lot on the line. Grizzlies are tied for third in the Big Sky standings. The Cats are alone in second. So uh, we got a couple matchups between top three teams in the Big Sky standings for both the women's game and the men's game in Bozeman this upcoming weekend. Last PSA for you on this uh, note, and we'll, don't worry, we'll have plenty of interviews coming up. Uh, Brian Holsinger. Montana head men's ba- or head women's basketball coach, excuse me, will join us tomorrow. Uh, Danny Sprinkle, Travis Takir, we'll hear from both of them uh, later on this week. Cola Badbear, a senior for the Montana State women, will join us later on this week as well. So plenty of insight coming uh, from these two games, but also just a, an announcement on our end. Yours truly, Coulter Nuanas, I'll be on the call for the men's game on ESPN Plus. Joining my good friend Ian Laird, and uh, I'll be on the color. He'll be on the play-by-play. So very much looking forward to that. So if you need a place to stream the game, check us out on ESPN+. Plus. Go on us now. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. Carol and the Chicken Does No Sports. Super Bowl reactions across the board. Plus, we got some history lessons as well. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.